task is not to seek for love, but merely to remove all the obstacles against it. Yes. And that's one way that relationships are wonderful mirrors because they do show you where you are stuck, where you're resisting, what of your own emotional patterns and conditioning and attachment styles are getting in the way of the love from emanating out from the essence of your being. So do you ever envy those so-called hashtag couples goals? Well, you know, when you first fall in love with someone, you get butterflies every time you see them. You lust them. You're infatuated with them. You want to be with them all the time, like best friends. Do you want that to last forever? Together, let's discover what it takes to say a massive yes to all the above. Through our topical discussions, our world-renowned guests that will help guide the way to a happier, sexier, and fun-loving relationship. We're not doctors or therapists. We are just two normal individuals who have had many ups and downs in our 23-year relationship. And counting. We've amassed our own wisdom over the years, but we're still learning, just like you. Nina and I believe you can have it all and still live your best lives, as long as you're willingly and consistently discover each other in new ways. And that right there is what the show is all about. We're Nina. And Roger. And this, this is The, the Real show. show. Yeah, baby. Again, another week of Roger and Nina and Head of Heel Show. That's right, baby. Another day, another dollar. There you go. <laughs> nice. Mind you, this is a free podcast. <laughs> we get it for free. No oh my God. <laughs> it is what it is. We do it for fun. You, you mentioned something you wanted to talk about on your weekend before we get on our podcast. Well, we had a great weekend. It was amazing because we worked our asses off. We both had an open house to do, uh, different locations, and... My open house wasn't as busy as yours. I got like one person coming through the whole time I was there, which is like almost three hours. Um, however, what I wanted to talk about is manifestation and manifesting the life that you really want, the love that you really want, the, whatever it is that you really want. And the reason why I wanted to say this quickly is because... You were bored at your open house and that's all you can think of? I was bored at my <laughs> open house. And then I was scrolling down Instagram and I saw one of my favorite of all times model, which is Cindy Crawford. Cindy Crawford has been a supermodel all her life and she's, you know, she did really well. And I used to emulate her. I used to watch her. And now growing up, people would tell me I look like her. Yeah. You know, I remember I, you used to do when you get a pimple, you used to put a little eyeliner or whatever dot on it to make it right. Like a mole. Yeah, yeah. I did it through my old twenty oh my twenties. And I loved Cindy Crawford and I loved her life and the way, you know, I was mesmerized with her life. So anyway, I was watching her yesterday and she posted happy anniversary to her and her husband, 24 years of marriage. And I looked at that and I thought to myself, I'm like, oh, wow. I really, that took me back. Mm. I really manifested my life because look at her. Yes, you know, she's this crazy wealthy woman, but her her core values and, and, and beliefs were very similar to mine, you know? I wanted a marriage that lasts, a good, fun, loving marriage and children and family. And she has lived the same, similar life as I have in so many ways when it comes to that. In another word, I legit manifested everything I have today growing up. So you have everything she has except billions of dollars. Yeah. <laughs> from, from her modeling and her husband's tequila company with George Clooney. Well, yeah, they're, they're, they're billionaires. It's just fine, but that, you know, but it depends on what you 
values were. Well, you could have manifested a little bit more. Come on, Jesus. Fuck, I'm <laughs> Okay, now that I've got you and the kids and all that, now I'm going to manifest all the other stuff that you want. <laughs> anyway, long story short is you manifest things in your life and you work towards them and they will happen. It's just the way the universe works and I love it. Enjoy and have fun. Have fun on the ride. That's right, baby. So, uh, do we have a... Uh, testimonial or yes we have we have a five-star review on apple podcast which you know what these put a smile on my heart every week that i see them so keep them coming if you like what you're hearing on our podcast you know what send them go to apple and leave these reviews on apple even sometimes you know you guys send me on instagram or tiktok and you tell us how amazing our podcast is it would take two seconds of your time to just go on Apple and put that review on there. And I would love you forever. And I appreciate you. It helps because people look at, when they look scrolling through podcasts, they want to see what people are saying about it, right? So, And it also ranks us. Yeah. It puts us on the top ranking in our, our category, which is a relationship, which is saving marriages and a relationship. So today's five-star review comes from my girl, Lisa, from TikTok. Lisa says... Nina, thank you. I, I have recently found you and Roger from TikTok, and oh my God, I became an instant fan. <laughs> I'm truly in awe of what you do, and I love it. I am so inspired on so many aspects. More power to you both. Please keep the fire coming. I'll be watching and listening. I love you both so much. There you go. Well, thank you so much, Lisa. We tend to keep this fire coming. We tend to make more and more of these podcasts for all of you guys to, you know what? Just look back into your relationship, see what's missing. Because everything we talk about is essential in having a great, loving, long-lasting relationship. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know what? And, and, and people see it in us and say, oh, how do you guys do it? And this is kind of what we talk about throughout all of these episodes. And maybe not everything will work for you, but you pick and choose what, what would work for you and, and anything you do will help. You know, I used to say that about working out, like uh, when I wanted to get into shape. You know, it was like, oh, we got to get massively ripped six pack and all that stuff. And I said, well, I don't need to be like that. If I add a little bit more workouts to my life, then I'll be in better shape. But we, we went all out and we ended up doing the abs and all that Dude, stuff. Dude, it's been 10 years and your wife still got six packs. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but at, at first I, was, I didn't care to commit that much. I was like, oh, but I don't need to do this much. So we did a little bit, and then all of a sudden we're like, hmm, we want a little bit more. So we did a little bit more. We did a little bit more. And next thing you know, we're... Because it's good for you. You feel good about it. than we, we, what we expected. So Right. When you when you do something that you like, that you, you know you feel good about it, you want to do more of it. And know? when you see see things change, and you're like, oh, this is great. Let's keep going. That's right, baby. Add more. Let's do more. Speaking of doing more and loving more, today we have an amazing guest for you guys. He actually had it on, on his podcast last week. Uh, well, he interviewed us last week. I'm not sure when it's going to come out. But. Yeah. So we swapped podcasts with this incredible human being that I found. His name is Zach Beach. Zach is a best-selling author and a poet, internationally renowned yoga teacher, love coach, and a founder of the Heart Center for Love School. He's also a host of a the Learn to Love podcast. I love that name, Learn to Love. Which we were on. That's right. Everything I do is dedicated to helping people, he says, to lead a happier, more loving, and fulfilling lives. Without further ado, please, please welcome our great friend, Zach Beach, to the show. Enjoy the beach, people. <laughs> well, hello, Zach, and welcome to Head Over Heels show. 
Why don't you tell Hi, us Roger. a little bit about yourself and our audience, mm-hmm. a little context as what you do, who you are, and why are you here? <laughs> <laughs> sure, no problem. First of all, thanks so much for having me. It's nice to see you again, Roger and Nina. Wishing you both well. And I always debate how do I want to introduce myself? Because indeed, if you look at my identification card, it will say my name is Zach Beach. Beach is my real last name. Some people think it's not. And I'm in the San Francisco Bay Area. And then if you go to my website, it'll tell you I'm a yogi and an author and a poet and a love coach. But the idea I keep coming back to is we're all just mirrors to each other. And I'm a unique reflection of you just as much as you are a unique reflection, just as much as I'm a unique reflection of you. And this is an idea I love to bring into our romantic relationships, that we are mirrors to each other. And we reflect back to each other exactly where it is we need to grow the most. (laughs) That is beautiful. I, I really do believe that us human beings are on this earth to love and take care of one another even for strangers. And I think, mm. you know, mm-hmm. you always feel like when you need someone, you always feel like certain energy from that person, you know? Um, and I think that's, that's a part of us being human, that the love and the energy that we connect through, it's amazing. So glad you're here. And uh, glad yeah. to be here. Yeah. And I do think that at, at our most fundamental essence, we are love. Like we are that connection and part of our task and our human path is discovering the love that we are. And how would you say is a good way to, to discover their love? If they don't, if they, they feel mm. they don't know what, what their love is, who, who they're in love with or anything. <laughs> well, they say the entire spiritual journey is a journey of 18 inches from the head to the heart. Right. And that's to me the path that we are on this earth to walk, to learn to calm the mind, discipline the mind, turn the mind from a master to a slave, and then slowly find our breath, find our body, find our feet on this earth, and tap into this heart space, tap into this essence that we all have. You might call it Buddha nature, you might call it love, light, source, awareness, consciousness, anything along those lines. And it takes some time to get in touch with it, but it is a matter of relaxing. It is a matter of dropping out of the continuous movement of thinking, letting go of the resistance that we have against the way things are and tapping into that peace and calm that's inside all of us. So you're saying that they should, when you say um, tap into the love, the love for themselves or the love love for others? The love that you are. So it's hard to describe the reality of the heart, but one way that I'll describe it is the sun is always shining, right? Some days it's really cloudy. It's really stormy. Some days it's bright. And no matter what this changing weather is, the sun is unperturbed. Yes, the sun is always shining, always there. And so too, we also have this loving nature inside all of us. It's always there. It's unperturbed by the changing ups and downs of our life. And romantic relationships are really beautiful in that I almost think of them as the beginning of the parting of the clouds, 
right? And you might have you might know that quote from Rumi that your task is not to seek for love, but merely to remove all the obstacles against it. Yes. And that's one way that relationships are wonderful mirrors because they do show you where you are stuck, where you're resisting, what of your own emotional patterns and conditioning and attachment styles styles are getting in the way of the love from emanating out from the essence of your being. That's amazing. First of all, I love how calming of an energy you have. You know, Raj mm-hmm. and I are very go, 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 go all the time. And I find like we even speak faster than we should. And then just by, <laughs> just by being in your presence, I have felt like for the past like three, four minutes that my soul has calmed down. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like even though we're so far away, you've transferred that energy to me. And anyway, I don't know about you, but yeah. I feel so much calmer than I was 10 minutes ago. Well, well. Uh, what our audience probably doesn't know yet, but we you had, a, had us on your show uh, just a few days back. And when we spoke, mm-hmm. I told Nina, I said, I feel very like calm, the way I'm talking, it's slow and all that stuff. And, and we, I guess we've mirrored and matched you, took your energy and went with it the rest of the day. <laughs> As opposed to <laughs> like, what we normally are, we're, we're like she said, talk loud and fast. and Which is, I think, really important for a lot of people to know when they're in a romantic relationship is, you get what you put in there, you know, that energy that you put mm-hmm. up there, that's what you're going to get back. You know, like, I love that about this, this conversation, because that's exactly, we're proving that it's right. Your energy is coming to us and it's so nice and calming and it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I love it. <sighs> yeah. One of my favorite phrases is that we have no time to rush. And I love it because it's kind of contrary to what many people believe, you know, YOLO, you only live once, like you have to rush from one thing to the next in order to experience all that this life has to offer. But as you've probably noticed, when you are rushing from one thing to the next, putting out one fire from one to the next, you're never in the moment, you miss out on this life. So the more you slow down, the more you're able to notice And this is something that is so key in relationships because we want to be able to notice and be in touch with our emotions, but not get so caught up in them, right? Not suddenly turn into blame and criticism on our partner, but just acknowledge, hey, you did this thing. You didn't wash the dishes like I asked. And I'm noticing some anger (laughs) because I want to live in a supportive and loving and caring partnership, right? So sometimes I go back to this phrase that there's a big difference between being angry and throwing chairs. (laughs) And many people, they throw chairs at their partner, you know, metaphorically speaking, they attack and blame and shame rather than be able to get in touch with our emotions, identify them, name them, to tame them, and then express one's needs in a non-judgmental and non-violent way. And that does require some slowing down that does require a hmm, what am i feeling right now what can i communicate to my partner so that i can respond to this situation with love compassion and kindness rather than react with anger and judgment and blame okay so when you're in a heat of an argument i find it hard to sit there and kind of send myself and say okay well <laughs> how do i want this argument to go i mean i do find that like I, 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 I'm self-aware enough that maybe about 15, 20 minutes after the argument, I know where I went wrong and I know what, what, how I yes. should handle it or how I should handle it from now on. Because you analyze it a little more. Yeah. But I mean, in the heat of the moment, mm-hmm. how can well, you, you 
you answered your own question right there. So it's okay to take a break, <laughs> right? It's okay to be like, honey, I'm feeling so heated right now. You know, my stress response is just going through the roof because when our stress response system in the brain is activated, it shuts down the higher cortical functioning of the brain. It shuts down our ability to empathize, to see the other person's point of view, et cetera, et cetera. So taking a short break is a really valid way to calm one down. But then you have to return, right? You, your short break can't turn into days of stonewalling <laughs> and avoiding the necessary work that you need to do. But just understand, understanding that when we are in a really activated state, we just are not able to connect and communicate. But you also mentioned something like, oh, I want this argument to go the way that I want it to go or something like that. And I always emphasize with couples that if you're arguing to win, if you are arguing to be right, you've already lost. Right. Like, Why else you the best argue? way to... <laughs> so it's, best right, right. To, it's best to argue to understand, hmm. right? If you want to be right. Well, one phrase that I come back to is you can either be right or you can be happy. <laughs> <laughs> and and so often your connection is more important than whatever problem it is that you are discussing right there in the moment. So you want to argue, quote unquote, argue to understand, to empathize, to see the other person's point of view. I agree with that yeah. because what you were saying earlier, when you're on a go, 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 you're not present. So you're not taking that in. You're not that calm enough. I love how you articulate that the function with the brain, because we're not taught that unless you really do the work and be self-aware of what you, who you are, you don't know that. So when you're arguing, like you said, you're arguing to win. You don't know any better, right? <laughs> but someone like yourself that sit there articulated and coach couples through this, it's amazing because I just now understand that, even though we've done a lot of work, Raj and I, on trying to be present with each other, especially when we're arguing. And by that, I mean, give me five minutes. I need to walk away because if I don't, I'm going to want to be the right one, right? And he's going to be, mm -hmm. so we're going to be, you know, knuckling towards each other and we won't get anything right. So I love it because we said, it's all about being present. Mm -hmm. And when you're present, you have mm -hmm. a lot more. And you're living more. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. First off, you mentioned we aren't taught this. And this is, this is so true, right? This is why your podcast is so important and the work that you do is so important around love is because you can go through 18 years of school and education and no one's going to tell you how to forgive, how to let go, how to listen to your heart, how to express yourself nonviolently, how to build intimacy in your relationship, how to stay head over heels in your partnership for the rest of your life. We teach chemistry and history, but rarely do we teach what is most essential. Rarely do, rarely, rarely do we teach what is most important in our love and relationships. And you also are key in using this term presence, right? Because we communicate with so much more than our words. Right. Some say words is just 20% of what is communicated overall because we have our tone of voice, we had our we have our body language, we even have those mirror neurons in the brain that literally mirror what the person is offering us. So if we are to truly listen, we have to listen whole body, whole heart, right? We have to receive the person with every sensory perception that we have in order to fully communicate. That's amazing. You do relationship coaching. 
Mm-hmm. What would you say is the, the most common thing that people have to work on? People work on different things depending on where they are in the relationship. But I find particularly with couples, right? All we have to do is shift from you <laughs> to me or I, right? I often tell my couples, your partner is not the sole <laughs> source of every problem in your relationship. They are neither the problem of the source of every problem in your relationship or the source of every solution in your relationship, right? Everyone comes into therapist's office, coaches, you know, session thinking, oh, wow, if my partner <laughs> could just be this way right. or do this thing, things would be so good, right? You talk to the other person. Well, yeah, if they could <laughs> do this. Because we're trying to this. change them. We're trying to change <laughs> right. them. We're supposed to look at each other ourselves, right? Love it. Right, exactly. So that to me is one of the biggest shifts, right? Okay, you say your partner is insensitive. They don't understand you. They don't support you. They don't express appreciation for you. Let's shift this to your experience, right? How do you feel about this? How does your body respond in these situations? What are you needing, right? And then at the same time, what can you also do to improve the situation? What are you responsible for in this situation, right? So one definition I love that comes from Barbara Fredrickson, who wrote this book called Love 2.0. She says love is positivity resonance, right? Love is when you want your partner to be happy. They want you to be happy. And then your love just goes to the sky because you're resonating with each other with greater joy and bliss and intimacy and ecstasy. And that resonance between you two emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually is so fundamental to love. So that's the other shift that happens is you can tell how close a couple is just by how close they are sitting, right? <laughs> like if they're on the therapist's couch, right? Are they five feet away or are they together holding hands, right? So it is a matter of bringing them back together, stopping them from saying like just shooting arrows from each other, like five feet away to like, let's connect to each other. Let's empathize. Let's be compassionate. Let's shift our words from being so judgmental and blaming to vulnerable, expressing our own emotions and what we are needing in the situation. Makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. One thing you mentioned earlier, earlier is living from the heart. Break that down a little bit. Like, well, how can I live from the heart I recently had this amazing therapist, Kate Lurie, on my own podcast. And she had this, said this very simple phrase I keep coming back to, which is that compassion is more important than communication. And this ties into something that I've been teaching for a long time, that kindness is more important than honesty. Now, honesty is obviously very important, right? You should never lie or omit important information to your partner, but honesty is not going to get you very far without kindness. Communication is not going to get you very far without compassion. There has to be warmth and care and love communicated through your words, your actions, what you say, and how you say it to your partner, right? So what is the heart? It is that place within us that is warm, kind, caring, compassionate, that brings like almost what I call flavor, right? To our relationship. And most people, again, live from the mind that 
place of separation and judgment and wanting things to be different. But one very common inquiry that I might do with couples, for example, is you pause them, take a few deep breaths, right? Where's the heart? It's in the body, right? So we have to take a few deep breaths. And then one question of inquiry is, what is my heart trying to say to your heart? Or what does my heart want to say to your heart, right? It's the mind that's like, oh, if you did this or you're so insensitive, you you know, you know, can't believe you said that to my mom or something like that. And it's the heart that says, I'm scared. I'm worried. I'm anxious. I'm afraid of our partnership ending. I'm afraid of, you know, what is coming up for me right now. So that's, it's also this place of vulnerability, right? Something that I always think about is like, let's say you were to meet somebody who didn't speak the same language as you and you wanted to introduce yourself, right? So you say, I am Nina or I am Roger. Where are you going to put your hand? Where are you going to point? (laughs) You're not going to say, I'm up here. (laughs) You're not pointing to your head. You're going to take one hand to your heart and say that I'm this person. So the heart space is that's the center. That's your center. That's the core of your being. It's the source of your beingness and your aliveness. Right. So some of you might even know that tantric practice It's sometimes called yab yum, where literally all you do cross-legged in front of each other, one hand on each other's hearts, and you just breathe. Yeah, I saw that a lot of actually TV shows. I think, I'm not sure which one it was, that it did that. It was a tantric thing that they did. Yeah. It was like they would put their hands into his heart, and they would just sit there and just close their eyes and breathe, and it just felt each other's heart. Mm-hmm. It is amazing what you're saying, because it's true. Like, I'm going to give a quick example for our audience just to understand this whole thing. Raj and I have been together for 25 years, so we do everything together. We sell homes together. So when we're working together, sometimes we clash. And then I'm constantly, in my mind, blaming him for the things that are going wrong, like for late for an appointment or for about mm. to crash into another car. I'm like constantly blaming him. This happened yesterday, Zach. This happened exactly yesterday. And it was not his fault. It was not his fault. We both were very busy. We've been very busy all week. So we struggled to make it to this appointment. He decided to take a detour right before we get to the appointment to see another client quickly because he thought we were going to have time. However, we were running really short on time and I was getting angry. My body started to project negativity and I was about to say to him, well, you always make us late. <laughs> I stopped for a second. I stopped for a second and I took a deep breath. I was in the car and I sort of held it together. She knows she's wrong. So I held it together. <laughs> and then... He was driving so fast, and I looked up at one point, and I thought, like, I thought he was gonna re-rent this car on the highway. So again, I was about to say something, but I was like, you know what? There's nothing I can do. I'm in, I'm at his mercy right now. He's driving, whether we're late, late or not. I have no control over it. What did I do? I grabbed a book that was in the car, and I just sat there and start reading and breathing, and I just mm. shut my mouth. <laughs> did you know? I, we got to our appointment. We were alive. We alive. We got. We were there a few minutes late, but it was gone. That feeling was gone. Mm. If I had continued that, which we have done many times in the past, the argument would have lost us two, three days. Because I would have mm-hmm. blamed him. He would have blamed me. I would have blamed him. He would have blamed me. We would have gone back and forth, and no one would have been right. We would have both been miserable for two days. 
So because of the work that we've done, because of the healing, because of this podcast and people like yourself that come on here that actually, you know, give us these great information ideas. I kept it to myself. I was like, I'm just going to breathe. I'm just going to think with my heart. I love this man with all my heart. There's no reason for me to be an asshole to him, you know? So I just stopped and we didn't argue, did we? But also, also, if you break down what you said earlier, like I was, I was listening to you, but I didn't want to cut you off. And you were saying, um, I don't remember the term you said. You, uh, honesty is not as important as compassion, or I don't know if you said it in that, that exact way. But anyway, uh, kind of yeah. more important than, than honesty. And I, and I get it. I mean, if you break it, like how you say things and what you say things, as opposed to, you know, if you're telling, not if you're lying or anything. Like you know, you don't lie about where you were last night or anything like that, but. I mean, if she were to sit there and say, babe, do these pants make me look fat? And if I say, <laughs> if I say the pants have nothing to do with it, then that's the truth. And I don't want to say that. It's not compassionate. You know what I mean? <laughs> the ass is made. It's not the pants. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, you know, it, so the way you talk to body language, all that stuff to your partner does help. Because, I mean, she asks, I ask her all the time, you know, what, what's wrong? Are you okay? Is there some? Oh yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. But the body language says no, you're not. So we know mm. when when you're lying and when you just. <laughs> <laughs> but, also, but also another thing you said earlier was was like you said you don't know what uh, somebody's going through. You know, so um, you know I felt this way. I feel like a the the I'm not safe in the relationship. That kind of stuff and. and and we get that a lot. We get our kids come up to us tell, talking to us about things that their friends have done and all that stuff. I don't know what it is with me. I always look and say, oh, poor thing. She must be going through something. That person must be going through something for, for, you, for her to treat you that way. Because you're a very kind way. person. And you've always yes. been that way. He's always been that way. Like sometimes I would come to him and complain about something that happened at work. And he would like, well, well, he would ask me questions. I'm like, why aren't you on my side? On my side. He's like, well, I'm trying to be an, a more I'm trying to understand why the person is doing this. Why? Yeah. What, what could be going through their head as opposed to, you know, just being vindictive and mean or whatever. Which is another example of you being compassionate, yeah. which Zach is obviously right about that. Compassion is more important. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's true. So you bring up so many important things. And I'll just bring some of the psychology into it because this is something that came up on our podcast. I love your just, you've learned so much through experience and through working on your relationship. So one of the things you mentioned was like, I could easily attack my partner and then they can attack me back, right? And it's that cycle that is the opposite of the positivity resonance that we talked about earlier. When it gets to negativity resonance, you can easily put yourselves in that downward spiral, right? So that's why criticism and defensiveness are John Gottman's two of the four horsemen of the apocalypse that spell like doom for the relationship, right? And you also brought up another very important point where partners in successful relationships know that they are with a fundamentally good person, right? They love them. They love their essence. So in psychology, we say they have a stable, a positive, stable, internal attribution. Meaning like if your partner does something thoughtful, you make the conclusion, that's because I'm a very thoughtful person. You have a stable, positive internal attribution. And if your partner doesn't do something that seems thoughtful, you look at external attributions. So you have a temporary external attribution for negative partner behavior. 
which is exactly what you're describing, right? So if you think if a partner does something nice for your, you know, you see one of you taking good care of the kids, right? You're like, I have such a kind, caring spouse. This is so lovely. Your partner snaps at you. You don't think, wow, <laughs> I'm with a jerk right now, <laughs> right? Once you get to like those names, like it's just, it spells doom for the relationship. Instead, you're like, oh, wow, are they stressed at work? Are they overwhelmed? What's what's going on in their external environment that's causing this temporary behavior to happen? So you guys intuitively do it, which is why your relationship is so successful. And that's what's important for any relationship is to understand your partner's kind, their you're there, they are caring. And if they don't seem that way, there's probably something else going on that you can work on together, right? Mm-hmm. So it's never you versus them. It's always you and them versus whatever problem that's happening in your relationship. Well, I'm very good at doing that with, with others. So if I'll see someone, <laughs> I'll see somebody doing something, I'll be like, oh, you know, what's going through their mind. But a lot of times when we argue, I, I do say I'm with a jerk. <laughs> I think it's because it's so safe and it's in front of me. But you. there's some love. Yeah, there's some love behind it. You're not oh, really like. Awesome that one thing you said it was. I'm just, in love with a jerk. You know, calling that person name or disrespecting them. That's one thing I find in our relationship, which is one of the reasons why it's so successful, is that there's so much respect and admiration between us that no right. matter no matter what we go through. That's always in the back of my mind. I always try and think positive. Well, the pros outweighs the cons. The pros in a relationship outweighs our cons. The, he's a great man. He's a compassionate. He's a loving dad. He's a great husband. So I always try to think of those things when I want to say something bad about him. Then I stop. Because I bring myself back to that part of my life because he is amazing in so many ways. So once I think uh, he's an a-hole, I'm like, okay, before I say that word, I will think of all the good things that he is. And that word doesn't even come out of my mouth. To this day, I've not called my husband any names. I don't just, in your, just in your head. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. But, it, but it, I don't think he really deserves it because I think about it. He doesn't deserve any of those names because he's a really good human being. Sometimes he acts on his emotions or whatever happens, but that's just a spur of the moment. I know he doesn't mean it. So before it was harder, obviously, but now that for past, I would say for about good 15 years, and our relationship has been really good and solid. Yeah. And that's because yeah. all the work we've gone through and, and put into I'm, it. I'm quick to react to things. I'm re- very quick to react. And sometimes it'll be explosive. Sometimes it'll be respectful. So sometimes things come out that don't mean to it, uh, mean to come out. And that's what she's saying. Like, I, I know that I'm a good person. I'm not, I'm not that person. It's just something I say, yeah. something I do. And then all of a sudden. Still rare. I, 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 don't, I, I can't recall a time that bad word a really bad word that oh, suddenly came out you know what i mean yeah, like, I, don't know. I would say maybe a little bit disrespect here and there when i when i when we get mad or but that kind of stuff but it goes away quickly because like i said i'm able to in the heat of the moment i'm able to uh, like I, I'll, I'll fight and i'll get it get what i want what, what comes out of my mouth and it's not sometimes what i want to come out but it just comes out but then i'm able to think and t- step back and say shit okay here's what i really meant Mm-hmm. Here's what I meant to say, but it just came out this way, or you know, it sounded more vulgar than I wanted to. Because you know, sometimes you think something and it just comes out of your mouth, and it, and it didn't sound exactly the same. <laughs> no. So, well, you bring up so many important things that we want to bring into relationships. One is our capacity to repair. 
right? Disagreements are going to happen. Conflict are going to, is going to happen. And usually what makes a successful couple uh, succeed rather than one that doesn't, what we sometimes call the masters and then the disasters, is not how often you have conflict necessarily, but how quickly you're able to repair. Because you can even be more connected after a disagreement than you were before, right? Which is going to be much better in a relationship than if you're more disconnected than you were before. And you both bring up kind of different approaches to learning how to respond rather than react, right? Sometimes in meditation, we say, you don't have to believe everything that you think, right? If you just sit and watch your thoughts, it's incredible like what comes up. Yeah. Right. And you and we say it's real, but not true. Right. So even this thought might come up. What well, was like, oh, you're being a jerk. You're being a nahole right now. And it's like, it's just a thought. You can just notice it. You don't have to express it. And so, Nina, you're describing a very good process of like being like, oh, okay, I noticed this thought. It's just a thought. I don't need to necessarily entertain it. And I can respond from a place of kindness and compassion because, of course, I love my partner very much. And then Roger, you're describing that very good way of saying, sometimes I do react in situations, but I always want to come back to that repair. I always want to come back to, hey, you know, I'm sorry. Like, this is the first thing that came out of my mouth. And I realized it wasn't, wasn't my best self. It wasn't where I wanted to be in that moment. So let's, you know, what can I do for you to make it better? And it's those repair attempts that tend to be more important than just the presence of conflict or disagreement. I love that. I'm so, this is what I love this podcast because this is a therapy session. Mm. You know, you reiterate what I think is right to do in our relationship. Like it's not just from our point of view, it's from a professional point of view. It's from, you know, someone that has been teaching this, which is, I hope everyone that's listening is, is taking notes because this is, this is these are little things that we do in our relationship to make it successful you know it just doesn't happen overnight it doesn't stay the same way it was when you first met that person it changes so by working on these little things and being aware of these little things that you're doing every day it's what makes your relationship successful absolutely thank you yeah john gottman the relationship scientist has this phrase it's very good it just goes small things often Right. Small things often. Your morning hug, your evening rendezvous, your check-ins, those times of appreciation and quality time. Those are the things, those little nuggets of joy that you can bring into your relationship, no matter how busy you might be, no matter how to, how many houses you're going to <laughs> that day. Um, it's the small things often that really just makes our relationship so yummy. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Like we are, like I was saying earlier, we're so busy, but we do tend to take every minute here and there and say how much we appreciate each other by hugging, by kissing, by, you know, babe, you look really beautiful today. I love the way you wear, what you wear. You smell really good. Like these are all the little things that couples take for granted in their relationship. Oh, well, I've been married for so long. It doesn't matter. Oh, who sleeps with their husbands? I don't sleep with my husband. Last time we had sex was six months ago. It's like, dude, these are all the little things that you do or don't do that make or break your relationship. Mm. Yeah. So, and over, over the years, like I mean, little things like, um, you know, she used to, she's a spectacular cook. So she used to cook all the food and everything. And, and, you know, it's, it's a meal. So that it's not like one pan that's being used. There's pots and pans and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And over the past few years, I, I think a little bit before the pandemic, 
I just said, you know what? I'm going to, I love the food that you cook and I like when you cook it. You hate doing it because you hate the cleanup afterwards. So I'll do the cleanup. Mm-hmm. I'll clean all the dishes after you make a great meal. If it's not so great, you do it yourself. No, <laughs> <laughs> but but it, 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 it's like you said, it's the little things and she appreciates that more. People see it. You know, people come over to our house and she cooks. I'll sit there and I'll start doing dishes and be like, oh my God, you're so lucky you got a guy that does dishes or you got, you're so lucky you got a, a beautiful wife that cooks. Well, I'm encouraging her to cook by not having to clean up. And I, I, we both win. I win with a great food. She wins with a clean kitchen. Little and just seeing you two like just laugh with each other, it's just so heart, heartwarming because I do really think that humor is an underappreciated factor that really helps relationships. When we talk about things like staying head over heels or keeping the passion alive, the common advice is to bring spontaneity, to bring novelty, to bring energy into the relationship. And I'm like, humor covers all of those things, right? It just it, you makes you smile, makes you laugh, brings blood flow to the body. But most things that are funny are, are like the spontaneous like jokes, right? That brings something new. A one-liner. And he's <laughs> yeah, a exactly. one-liner. I've been saying this for 20 years. This guy is the king of one-liner. Sometimes I don't know how the fuck does he come up with this shit? I'm like, how? Well, well, that was, it didn't take a second for him. He just came up with something that was extremely funny. So that is yeah. the reason I'm with him because he's the funny <laughs> My defense mechanism. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's defense mechanism. No, humor, laughter, it's, it's beautiful. I agree. It's I fun. Agree. It makes things funner, right? So you're, you're, you know, one of the things that we've always, agreed that our relationship is going to is going to be is going to be full of fun and excitement yeah we knew things cracking jokes all that stuff it helps a lot this is such a great conversation i can i can go on and on and, on and talk to you for days because you're so good and you're just bringing out so much goodness out of us but we are running out of time so why don't you tell us or our audience how they can find you and uh where yeah, I'm super easy to find. My name is Zach Beach. You can go to zachbeach.com and I'm on all the social medias at Zach Beach Love. Zach Beach Love. You know, Zach guys, you need to put a little more love into your relationship. Get hold of Zach. Get him to help you. <laughs> this was a really great session. I know it was, a, it was a conversation that we had on the podcast, but I feel like it was a therapy session. But you I got to say, the one thing that I, that I noticed about you and I, uh, and I love about it is you're a spectacular listener. So mm-hmm. I'll say something, and if whether it's five or six minutes later, you'll repeat it or you'll say something that will, um, you know, reiterate what I said a little bit earlier. I don't know if you're writing them down or what, but even when when you were interviewing us, I mean, you knew more about us than we did. So <laughs> I try. It's all a practice. It's all a practice, you know. Well, how long have you been doing this before we get off? I mean. I do believe love is why we are here on this planet. And I feel like I have been committed to love and bringing more love into the world for about 14 years now. Amazing. And I still know nothing. What I've found, I could continue to read, research, talk to anyone I can about what it takes to bring more love into our lives, to have happy and successful relationships because love is such a multifaceted, multidimensional, incredible experience that we have the privilege to um, feel in our lives. And it's just, it's just my passion. Well, I love you. And I think you're right. I think it's, it's amazing because without it, we're nothing. 
honestly. Mm. I believe wholeheartedly love is everything. And, you know, I'm a romantic, obviously. I love my children. I love my husband. I love you. I love everybody that I see. Like, it's, it's amazing. So one last question. I know you love a lot of people, but do you have a, a one love in your life right now? Are we single? I, I, I'm engaged, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. It's Zach Beach. Love, everybody. Yes. <laughs> Thank you again. If you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, please hit subscribe and give us a five-star rating on whichever platform you're tuning in from. It means the world to us to have your support on our show in this little mini way. <laughs> you can also stalk us on Instagram at Head Over Heels Show for more juicy stuff. If you have any questions, send them via email at us at hohshow.com or DM us on socials. Thank you for having us between your ears. And as always, we, we wish, wish you what, you what we, we have. have.